0: Welcome to Just Go Grind, a show that focuses on helping you launch and grow a business, navigate the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Justin Gordon, and in this episode, we have Jacob Pace, who is the CEO of FlightHouse, which is the largest media brand on TikTok. They've got almost 25 million followers, over 2 billion likes, and they also operate an agency that works with a variety of brands and labels on TikTok marketing campaigns. They are absolutely crushing it. In this episode, we talk about how this company came to to be, how Jacob became a CEO, how they work with brands, how they help these companies grow on TikTok, all things TikTok in this episode. As always, the show notes are at justgogrind.com slash podcast. You can support the show by leaving a rating and review over an Apple podcast. And finally, The Weekly Grind, my weekly newsletter with tips, tools, and strategies for launching and growing a business comes out every Friday. You can find that at justgogrind.com slash newsletter. Without further ado, here is Jacob Paste, CEO of Flighthouse. Jacob, welcome to the show.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, man, I'm excited to talk today. And where I want to get started first is how did you first get involved with music?
1: Yeah, so um, the way I got started in music is I mean, I've always kind of been into like entertainment and music for just like such a long time. And um, When I was 14, I was like, you know, like DJing and you know doing music production and all these different things. And I was like really looking up to like Skrillex and Deadmau5 at the time. And um, you know, just started to kind of like you know teach myself how to produce and kind of made made a few tracks and stuff. And I was kind of sending those tracks out to want to get them promoted by these different YouTube channels. And you know, not a lot of them were like you know taking the tracks and you know they didn't think it was good enough. And so, kind of at that point, um, you know, I basically made the decision to make my own YouTube channel and not really wait to, you know, have another YouTube channel like, you know, like my tracks enough to post them. And so, my plan was to create a YouTube channel, get it, you know, big enough to the point where um, it, it, you know, it was a big enough audience for me to then promote my own tracks. And I just kind of got fascinated with the whole world of YouTube channels and, you know, digital record labels. And so, I started a record label shortly after that. And, uh, you know, started working for a record label remotely. Uh, and then about a year into that, I started working for a PR from based out of London, uh, remotely from my home in Texas. And from there, I ran a campaign for one of the co-founders of uh, Create, um, uh, Create Music Group. And so the co-founder flew me out when I was 16 from uh, El Paso and, uh, yeah, came out to L.A., And uh, I've been here for like the past five years.
0: That's insane. And when you're getting flown out to LA, I mean, like, what is your mental state like at that point?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. I mean, I think, um, you know, it was funny. I think it was funny because now, I mean, if I'm being honest and now that I think back to it, it was funny because I remember like Create at the time was, you know, a way, way, way smaller company and, and a way different company. And I just remember, you know, seeing Alex who flew me out, like post about it on Facebook all the time. and you know he was like hey look you know we're at this like house in Hollywood Hills and you know that's where their office was at the time and i remember it was like january of 2015 and i was like a senior in high school and he calls me up and he's like yeah dude like if you want me to fly you out one of these weekends like just let me know and you know i'd love to like you know have you out here and i kind of thought about it and i was like uh for whatever reason i just kind of had this like thought in my head that and this is a much bigger lesson by the way but in my head i was like you know, is this what I want to do? Like, I knew it was it was what I wanted to do. But I just didn't really know what create did. And I, I knew what they wanted. Like, it, it wasn't very, you know, kind of specific. And then I think the more I thought about it, I was like, well, it's like a really good opportunity for me to, you know, go out to LA. And so um, yeah, basically, in May, I called him up. And I was like, yo, dude, I'm down to come out. And you know, he flew me out. But for me, it was very like, I, I was never really nervous or anything, you know, I was just kind of like, I was just kind of ready. It was it was sort of a thought that I'd had in my head for a long time that I wanted to be in LA, and so yeah, I mean, I just kind of like I trusted Alex a lot and and just sort of followed his lead and uh, and yeah, I think it it just kind of all worked out.
0: And initially, when you were there, what were some of the things you were working on?
1: Yeah, so I was doing um, I was doing a lot of PR because that's kind of like what what everyone knew me for at the time. So like just getting blog placements and you know, uh, hype machine blogs and, you know, publications like that. So one of the first records that I was working on was, um, for this guy, Josh Devine, uh, who's like, you know, he's like the drummer of one direction. And so we had a release that we were putting out for him. And so, uh, I got him an interview with like, uh, who was it? Like, it was just, yeah. Oh, Oh, Access Hollywood. I got him an interview with Access Hollywood. Got him an interview with like MTV um, I had like billboard, you know, premiere it. And so, you know, I was getting like all these really good looks for him. So that's kind of what I was working on. But then, you know, it definitely started to become really difficult as we started to work with artists, like much smaller artists. And, you know, a lot of my PR was kind of built on cold emails. And, you know, it's definitely, um, it's definitely very, very competitive to do PR. Um, just because it's like, you know, you you kind of want to like, you know, keep the, you want to have a lot of like taste to what you do and stuff. But, um, that's why relationships are just so important, especially in PR.
0: Absolutely. And for you, Jacob, like where does that hustle come from?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, to an extent, I mean, like, I remember when I was younger, you know, I did a lot of acting and stuff like when I was a kid and, um, you know, I definitely took like acting super seriously and I was like really, you know, really, really passionate about it. And it was like a super big part of my life, but, Yeah. I mean, I I don't really, you know, I don't really think about it and and I'm not really like, Oh, I, you know, I have a hustle and I'm down to hustle, but like, I think I just care a lot about what I do. And, you know, I think that's probably the biggest answer to it is it's like, I don't really see it as hustle. I'm just like, I just care a lot about what I do that I'd much rather, you know, work on my projects and work on myself and become the best version of myself. um, Simply because I care about it so much. And, you know, I, I don't, I'm never working on something and thinking like, oh, this blows, like I want to go to sleep or, you know, I want to play video games or, I mean, I mean, I, I, you know, I play video games, like I'm down to have fun. I'm I'm down to party, but um, you know, I, I just, I I definitely care a lot about it. And I spend as like much possible, like as much healthy human possible time I can, you know, just working on this stuff and and being the best version I can be.
0: Definitely. And it's just one of those things where like, it's something you want to be working on anyway. So it's kind of like, just why would you not? work on that kind of all the time and it's enjoyable. So that's why we keep doing it. And for you, Jacob, how did you end up, you know, becoming CEO of
1: FlightHouse? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. So it's kind of a funny story. I mean, basically FlightHouse was kind of a project that, you know, we had been developing at Create since like 2016. And, you know, it, I was kind of focusing on a lot of a work and it was just kind of sitting there. And at some point it kind of plateaued at like 15 million followers. And it basically started off as like a sounds page on Musically, so you know, Flyhouse was uploading remixes and edits of different songs, and you know, the community would really share these kind of songs and and you know, create content to them on Musically. And so, when the app kind of turned into TikTok, we were you know trying to figure out what kind of direction that we could take it, and so you know, we started to like you know work on content and kind of experiment with some stuff there. And it was literally just like, it was It was funny because on the whole CEO conversation, I, I was actually telling my friend about this like two months ago. Um, he was like, and how did you like become like the CEO of FlightHouse? And I was like, I didn't really think about it, right? Because I've just kind of been working on this for so long. And I was like, I mean, if I think about it, you know, the story is, um, basically what had happened was, I was, you know, I kind of brought together the group, right? And like titles are important, but also not at the same time. Like, I basically brought the group together when, you know, I thought the idea that like Flyhouse could be something bigger. And so, you know, one day to the next, I was like at a coffee shop and Sunday, I was like there. And then I was like, you know, I, I think I want to do this. And so Monday, I got into the office and I brought a couple people together that like were also not really like super, you know, busy like working on stuff. And like, I mean, you know, we were all busy. It's just like, um you know we 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 just kind of wanted to work on some different stuff and stuff that kind of fulfilled us a little bit more than like what I was used to and so I brought them together and we kind of worked on it for a while and then I think there was kind of a point where there was kind of some disagreements occurring uh not with a couple of you know people on certain teams and um you know the CEO of Create John kind of saw that it was happening and and I was on the phone with him and just for the record I was never like I was never after this title, you know, or I was never like, I knew I was the leader of the group. And I knew that, like, I had a really good vision for it, And, you know, we were all figuring it out. But then, you know, John was on the phone with me. And he was like, I mean, you got to like, let them he, he was like, I mean, I don't know why, why this is happening. Like, you know, you got to he, he was like, I mean, you you are the CEO of flyhouse, like, you should be making these decisions. And I was like, okay, for sure. And he was like, yeah, and I'm, I'm like, let's have a meeting tomorrow. I'm going to let them know that like, you're the CEO of this company. Uh, so everybody knows. And it's like, there's no questions about it. And I was like, all right, cool, cool. Like, yeah, for sure. And so he just kind of said it in front of everyone. And I was like, you know, I was like, all right. And then I kind of like waited a few months to like update my LinkedIn and then just kind of ran with it. <laughs> That's like the truth of the story. Yeah. Isn't that funny? <laughs> it's like, yeah, now I'm CEO. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, I was never, I think it's just people need to understand that because it all happened kind of organically and like someone was even asking me this morning, they were like, are you like a type A personality? And I was like, I mean, yeah, but I'm not like, I'm type A, but I'm not like after, I'm not like power hungry or anything. Like I want to get shit done and I want to make sure everybody gets credit for it, including myself, but I'm not super caught up in the titles and shit. Like it just kind of, there we go. There's the first one for my mom. Sorry, mom. Uh, you know, I'm not super caught up in titles and all that stuff. So, you know, it just it, it's kind of organically happened.
0: Yeah. And on that note of like getting shit done, FlightHouse is at like 24 million plus followers, you know, more than 2 billion likes. I mean, how did this growth happen? Like where did this all get started?
1: So it started from zero, right? And, you know, we were uploading a lot of edits and remixes at the time that was kind of like really heavily shared by the community. And, you know, that viral growth just kind of grew the size of the account. And, you know, back when a lot of these edits and remixes were being uploaded, um, basically on everyone's content, it would show the sound of where it came from. So it would say original sound Flyhouse. So that's how Flyhouse started. Like it was kind of a growth hack, and and a lot of people started to like really know, um, you know, what Flyhouse was because of that. And then once it started to plateau, we came out with these really good formats. One of them was finished the TikTok lyric that just like blew the fuck up. There's another one. Sorry blew up. <laughs> and, you know, it really, um, yeah, just, you know, the community took super, super well to it. And, um, and yeah, I mean, that kind of brought us from 15 to like almost 25 million. And so we're just hustling to, you know, get to uh 50, I guess.
0: Yeah. And with that, I mean, how are you thinking through the content creation process, Jacob?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, um, look, I, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, we're definitely very, focused on how do we create quality content for the audience that's kind of in front of us. And so it's a really, it's a really hard challenge, right? Because it's like, sometimes, you know, there's always kind of the idea that there's content that we know that'll do well, that, you know, might be compromising certain elements. Like, you know, um, for, for example, it's like, we want to make sure that, you know, we, we want people to kind of know that we're more than just kind of a TikTok brand. Um, but that, you know, we're kind of a Gen Z pop culture, digital media brand. And, you know, while that, you know, the, the thing about it though, is like social media is just so viral that, you know, we could have like Katie, not Katie, I mean, Katie Pierce is a bad example, but like, you know, we could have like a huge star, like, you know, Sean Mendez on our TikTok and then we have Charlie D'Amelio. And I'd almost, I, I would, I would bet nine times out of 10 that the charlie d'amilio episode would do better than the sean mendes episode just because like they're that viral and there's a handful of other influencers name that would do better than sean mendes which is kind of surprising because you know you you think about sean mendes and you think about this like huge pop star but i think it just goes to show you the the growth and the size of social media and how engaged they are with kind of these like faces um but yeah i mean look like we're kind of working on a lot of new formats right now but it's definitely a very creative process of just like internally and externally just brainstorming a bunch of ideas and just thinking about what doesn't exist out there. What's something our audience would like and kind of combining all of that together.
0: Yeah. And has that changed at all during this like COVID situation?
1: Um, It's changed a little bit. I mean, thankfully, you know, before all this happened, we kind of had enough content to last us until like, er, like early to mid June. So we're kind of working on a lot of that content right now. And you know, a lot of that content that we had stockpiled um, we're currently uploading. And so, but now we're, you know, starting to think about like what are formats we can kind of roll out during quarantine and, you know, have people do it from home. And so we've definitely been thinking a lot about how we do that. Thankfully there's primarily one page we need to manage and we had a lot of content stockpiled. So it really hasn't impacted us too much, but um, you know, we do have a few segments that we haven't rolled out just yet that we're just like, testing out, you know, having influencers and and content creators shoot from home.
0: With all this content that you do have already, how do you look at distribution, especially across different platforms and beyond TikTok?
1: Yeah, totally. Um, So, you know, TikTok, I think we've seen as a really good place to kind of like put kind of like small bites of the content, let's call it. So, you know, I, I think TikTok's really good for kind of the highlight, like kind of snackable moments. Um, it brings a lot of virality to the content and then that's where, you know, then on like, let's say, uh, you know, YouTube, IGTV, whatever it might be, you kind of can put some full length versions. So that's kind of been the strategy so far with how we've approached our content is, uh, is like I said, I mean, we kind of look at TikTok as a place to kind of put the highlights. Um, and then we have like full length three to five minute versions that live on like YouTube and IGTV. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, but look, I think it's so important to be everywhere. And that's why you know TikTok is a great place to create an audience, but I think we try and ultimately funnel them um, just just across the board. So you know we're kind of getting we're kind of you know uh, evenly distributing our audience, ideally.
0: Yeah, and obviously there are different audiences across you know different channels or distribution channels, and with TikTok too, especially just how much it has exploded recently. I mean, what are some of the keys or suggestions you have for people who want to win on TikTok?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think. I think consistency is just super key uh, within that whole thing. I mean, I think like there's a lot of people that can kind of compare themselves sometimes to just like seeing, you know, quick virality with, um, you know, an influencer and being like, oh, that's like, you know, what I'm trying to be like. And, you know, they see them kind of blow up overnight. Um, But there's a lot of hard work that goes into it and a lot of consistency that needs to occur for that to happen. So I think a combination of consistency and just a format that's unique to who you are, you know, right? It might be cooking. Um, but it's like, how are you putting kind of a unique spin on that? If cooking's already being done on the platform and how are you showing your personality? But I think consistency is just super important and just, you know, not focusing on the fame, but just focusing on having fun.
0: Yeah. And with that too, what are your thoughts around brands using TikTok now?
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, I think, you know, I think especially in kind of the next six months, you know, and even right now you're starting to kind of see a lot more brands that are hopping on TikTok. Um, you know, I think Chipotle has been like a pretty big, uh, just kind of proponent for TikTok. But um, yeah, you know, we've done some stuff with Daily Harvest and, um, you know, brands sort of tap into um, kind of the agency side of our business to help them run TikTok campaigns for their brands. Uh, and, you know, we have, we have a big presence in the music industry. So, you know, we're probably the number one agency that, um, you know, knows how to promote records on TikTok. And that's sort of how we kind of got our foot in the door um, with an agency side of the business, you know. So I think, I think it's, going to start to become super important for brands. Um, and even as of this point, it's already it's already starting to become kind of a, a, a social media platform to have on the checklist, you know?
0: Yeah. And with the agency side of things, like how else are you working with brands? Like how's that side of, of the business run?
1: So that side of the business, um, I mean, like I said, we kind of got our start in music. And so that's sort of where you know we, we've kind of started to figure out how to blow up songs on TikTok. And so you know, we've been a part of a lot of really great campaigns. Um, you know, seventeen of which have been you know a part of the Hot 100. And you know, there's a handful where we have kind of come up with really good creatives that go viral on the platform. Um, but yeah, that kind of started in the music side, and then we just started to have brands that would you know ask for the same service. And so we started to kind of figure out kind of a full service, uh, you know, a full service um, kind of agency that could help them with anything they needed with TikTok. So. Uh, we call that side of the company Flighthouse media, but, um, yeah, we do like 20 to 30 music campaigns a month and then we're starting to kind of take on some brand work right now. So that's kind of the breakdown of, of stuff that we do.
0: Yeah. And I'm super curious with your role as CEO, like what does that involve day to day right now?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of just, you know, talking to people, um, you know, just a, a lot of, uh, just, you know, making relationships and bringing deals through the door, uh you know managing the team obviously and kind of giving direction and then just you know growing the business and and partnerships that i see fit um and then yeah just doing stuff like this and and you know having conversations and getting the word out there so it's been a lot of that
0: and for you and Flighthouse, like what is the end goal and kind of like what's next in the pipeline
1: yeah i mean so um i think as far as what's next in the pipeline i mean we definitely uh i think podcasting is something we're kind of playing around with a lot right now um And then, you know, we're, we're toying around with a lot of ideas, you know, as far as diversification, but yeah, podcasting is definitely something that, um, you know, we're, we're working on actively and, uh, you know, yeah, I think we're going to get into pretty soon.
0: Yeah. And obviously there's a lot of opportunity with podcasting and, you know, having podcasted for the last two years, definitely familiar with what opportunities can come for businesses from having a podcast. And I think it's just incredibly valuable for you with flight house. Like how are you kind of thinking through that and what's that going to look like?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think there's a, there's a few different ways, right? I mean, I think there's, I kind of look at it at the lens of FlightHouse as a brand and how it is that we communicate through podcasting to, you know, people and, and kind of super fans that might want to know more about FlightHouse and kind of like creating that environment. And then there's also kind of the side of what are kind of the topics of interest for our audience and how do we dominate podcasts in those sectors, right? Whether it's mental health, whether it's, uh, I don't know music or, um, I mean, just just fashion, right? Like whatever it is that they care about, creating those podcasts that kind of discuss that in great detail. So I think it's kind of those two things that we sort of look at it as.
0: Yeah, looking at your career so far, what has been kind of most helpful for you know helping you learn and grow?
1: Yeah, I mean, I kind of talked about this today, but I think just kind of a big lesson that I've kind of learned through this whole thing is you know just just not really getting too in my own head about oh, if I had this, you know, like life would be great, right? Because there was a lot of points in my career where, you know, the grass is always greener basically, right? And you don't really take a second to acknowledge the resources that are in front of you currently and kind of going with the current a little bit rather than like fighting against it. Um, And I think you can just build much bigger, better things like that instead of being like, you know, I don't know whether it's thinking selfishly or, you know, thinking that... Uh, you know, the opportunities and the resources in front of you um, are not the direction to go. And I guess what I'm saying is that like oftentimes I've just noticed it with a lot of people, including myself and a lot of young adults, is you know they're quick to be like they' they're quick to they're quick to think of a too big of an idea and, and and overthink it. Like you know, for me, like yes, I always wanted to go to LA. Um, but I, I never let I, I was never like, oh, once I get to LA, then I'll have opportunity. You know, I was just like I'm going to create the opportunity for myself. What are the resources that are in front of me? A laptop and the internet. So what can I do with that? And that's, you know, that's basically what I did. Um so I think, you know, especially with the internet, there's nothing stopping you, but also um you know, also when it comes down to like even just the people around you sometimes. Um yeah, just, you know, embracing the people around you and and uh you know, not, not, not getting too ahead of yourself and thinking like, um, you know, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, the grass is always greener. So just appreciate what's in front of you and, and make the most of it, I guess, I guess is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, for sure. And with artists, then like, what would you say to them in terms of helping them grow their brand and kind of grow their following?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, TikTok's definitely a great platform for, uh, just an artist because it's like, you don't even necessarily need to have a page on the platform for your song to go viral. Um, but I think definitely just, you know, under like, just, you know, I think for artists just spend a lot of time on the platform and understand the humor, understand the nuances and just kind of get, you know, start to get creative with, with content. Um, cause I think a lot of artists are like, oh, I, this whole TikTok thing, I don't really get it. And it's like, you know, I mean, have you spent like 10 minutes on it, you know, and, and a lot of artists have. not So I think just like spend time on it. And then just, like, what do you, what comes authentically to you? Like, don't do anything that makes you feel uncomfortable, but, like, what, you know, what comes naturally to you? And I think, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's just something for artists to think about. But also just, you know, spend time on the platform and look at how songs are spreading, and that might inspire you for how you can kind of spread your own songs.
0: Yeah, and I think it was Gary Vaynerchuk who was saying, like, if you want to get to know a platform, you know, kind of grow your following. Like, it's all about testing there, like getting in the nitty-gritty, testing, trying things out, and, like, that's how you do it.
1: No, no, 100%. Yeah, just testing and just spending time on there and, a lot of people haven't even done that, so I think that's just like you know the first step to start on.
0: Yeah, And one of the things I'm always curious about, I'm always testing and playing with, is, is scheduling and like my daily schedule and how I spend my time. I'm curious, Jacob. Like, how do you kind of structure your daily schedule? Like, what does that look like?
1: Yeah, totally. Um it depends, man. I mean, you know, I tried Like, my goal is always to wake up at like 6 a.m. And you know, my, like usually I'm I'm up by 6 a.m. Kind of working. Sometimes, like depending on how late I go to bed, I'll wake up a little bit later, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I try to just get like workout in or I mean, first thing is like wake up, um, you know, try to just journal and meditate. And then I will kind of just like answer some emails, get to get a lot of work out of the way, go on a workout, come back, eat breakfast. And I mean, this is, by the way, my quarantine routine, because before this happened, like it was really different. But yeah, then I come home, make breakfast, and it's just like calls and calls, calls, calls all day. Um, and then, yeah, I wrap up. I mean, I always working, but like you know, people stop to start hitting me up around like five, six p.m. Um, and then yeah, just kind of answer some more emails, uh, make some dinner, and uh, yeah, just kind of unwind and stuff, and kind of do whatever I want um, once there's like nothing super pressing. And then yeah, and then and then you know, before quarantine, I was like going out, you know, a lot more every night just to go meet people, and I was at the office and doing a lot of meetings and running around. So it's definitely changed, but it's kind of the same thing, you know, but I always, I always try to incorporate the meditation, the journaling, the exercise, uh, and the reading, you know, just to keep everything sharp. So yeah, I think that's super important to me.
0: Yeah. And I have a kind of a daily habit of meditation and journaling. I'm curious for you, like, what are you doing for meditation and then journaling as well?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So on the journaling end, you know, it's so funny cause, um, I used to kind of, uh, Cause I I always kind of had this belief, like I write, I take a lot of notes on my computer, but I sort of had this belief about kind of journaling where I was like, I want to, I need to write it on a piece of paper. It needs to be physical and paper. But I just like, I write, like I just cannot write as fast as I think. And so as a result, I'm just like two sentences in, my hand is hurting, I'm like, this sucks. Like, why am I even doing it? Like, you know what I mean? I get frustrated. So I started typing on my iPad recently with like the external keyboard case that I have for it. And it's been really great. It's, like, super smooth, and, like, I'm I'm able to type super fast. So, And then I'll just kind of change the paper setting on it so it's not, like, white. It's, like, a nice, like, brown so it looks like paper. Um, Yeah, I'll just kind of type on that. And just, uh, you know, my my method is I just kind of type out, like, you know, what's just going through my mind. And and that's pretty much it. just kind of a stream of consciousness. Um, And then affirmations as well. And then meditation, I use calm. Um, So... Yeah, I uh I just do like a, usually like a ten minute meditation. Um and then just kinda of wrap that up and you know, there's you know, there's meditations on anxiety and you know, um positivity and so a lot of really cool kind of topics in there. Uh and then for exercise usually just like um try to run at least like two miles if I can. And then when I come home I just kinda of lift some weights, push ups, sit ups kind of standard stuff, nothing too crazy. And then I'll just make some like a smoothie or something.
0: Yeah. And I always like to go a little bit deeper into the details. So like with the journaling itself too, I mean, like how long does that process kind of take you?
1: Yeah. Um, so for the journaling, um, I try to keep it usually it's like, I have like a minimum of like five minutes. If I have anything more that's like on my mind, I'll continue writing, but I I try to at least block off five minutes just to just write it all down.
0: And with everything that you're doing now, like, what are you most excited about at this moment, Jacob?
1: I don't know. I mean, I'm super excited to just like grow the company and, you know, get into podcasting. Like I mentioned, I'm really stoked for, um, yeah. I mean, just kind of experimenting with that a lot. Like I've actually been thinking about, you know, there's actually kind of a podcast idea that I'm working on right now within the company. So, um, yeah, I'm stoked for that and stoked for kind of how the ways we're growing our business and some of the relationships we're building. Um and then yeah I think you know i my my uh you know my motivation every day is just like you know creating products that like are hits right cuz it's like I'm from the music industry so you know everybody's after a hit everybody's after you know the number 1 so you know that yeah that's always my goal is like how do I create stuff that like you know creates pop you know creates culture and you know really is the driving force and so yeah, man, I'm just, I'm working on a lot of stuff right now that I'm super excited to kind of explore in that lens.
0: Yeah. And like with that, I mean, like, how are you staying up to date, like keeping track of different trends? Kind of curious about that too.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's definitely, you know, a combination of like, just kind of my own habits of like being on Instagram and, and TikTok all the time, but then also just kind of being around a lot of other people that spend time on a bunch of other platforms. And so, you know, we just kind of share like information and knowledge back and forth. And so um, yeah, I mean, I think just kind of staying up to date with, you know, Facebook or not Facebook, but like Instagram, uh, you know, TikTok, and, uh, you know, all the other platforms. And I think it's just kind of a good way to like, see and hear what the community is doing. And then also just like podcasting has been something that, um, you know, I've just been researching a bit, but yeah, I think just kind of my social media habits probably keep me pretty in the loop.
0: Yeah. With the podcasting, any, uh, any favorites for the crowd?
1: You know, I think how I built this is definitely like a super classic one that is like pretty solid. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, like I just, uh, you know, I'm really, I think that's one that I listen to every now and then. Um, Who else? I mean, like Tim Ferriss, I'm obviously a big fan of. Oprah, I'm a super, super big fan of. Um, I like her Super Soul Conversation. So yeah, that's definitely definitely a really good one to check out.
0: And Jacob, where can people go to learn more about you and all you're doing?
1: Yeah, totally. Um, I'm at Jacob Pace on Instagram. I've actually been posting a lot more. I started posting like yesterday a little bit more. Uh, So yeah, I'd post it again couple days ago so yeah you know i got some content on there um but yeah you can just look me up jacob pace find most of my socials and uh, that's a good way to stay in touch
0: i'll be sure to link those all up at just go grind.com slash podcast jacob thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show today man
1: yeah thank you man appreciate it
0: thank you for listening to this episode of just go grind i really appreciate you taking the time to listen